Welcome to the Faith on Fire podcast, where faith comes alive and connects to everyday life. I'm your host, Oriel. And I'm Steve. The name Paco was apparently very common in Madrid in the 1930s. Ernest Hemingway told the story of one Paco who ran away from home to the great city. He had quarreled with his father and had wronged his father, but the father followed him to Madrid searching for his son. In desperation, he put an advertisement in the wanted columns of El Liberal, which said, Paco, meet me at the Hotel Montana at noon on Tuesday. All is forgiven, Papa. And basically, a squadron of Guardia Seville had to be called out to disperse the 800 young men who answered the advertisement. And it just proves the point that many, many people live each day with a sense of guilt and of shame, a longing to be forgiven and to be set free. But my question is, Steve, is that even possible? Well, this is episode four, and that is our topic of discussion today. We want to talk with you about human guilt and what the Bible says about what God did to alleviate our guilt. And uh, everything that we talk about, everything that we believe um, comes from the Bible. We try to source our beliefs and truth from the Bible. And I'm open here to Colossians chapter 2. We're going to discuss just a few verses out of here, verses 13 and 14. If you have a Bible handy, I would encourage you to open it up and follow along. Mm. But verse 13 starts out, and you being dead in your sins. Mm. And uh, just like the story there illustrated, so many people feel guilt today. Mm-hmm. And the Bible declares us guilty. The Bible says that we are dead in our sins. Mm. I think the feeling of guilt can even feel like being dead. Um, we can feel that guilty feeling, that feeling of condemnation, and that in some way I've messed up. Um, you know, a stu- one study said that most people, the average person experiences about five hours of guilty feelings every week and that might be less or more for different people but most everybody struggles with guilty feelings Mm -hmm. and i think we all have things that we feel guilt about that we regret and maybe something in the past or in the not so distant past that we did we knew it was that was wrong and maybe something that we do that we can't seem to stop doing and we know it's wrong and we just feel guilty about that Uh, But guilt is something that I think we all feel. And I remember talking to a group of young men and uh, just talking from the Bible about guilt. And those young guys, I mean, these were active young guys. They were enjoying life. And when I began to speak about guilt, they were just listening so intently. They were glued. And I just thought, man, this is something everybody struggles with. You know, we all feel bad about the stuff that we've done. Yeah, especially at that age, uh, at that young age where you're trying to assert your independence from your parents and from any authority really, and just do whatever pleases you. That's especially a time and age in our life, I think, when most people especially feel guilt. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you know, it seems like that can linger for years. Yes. And even into adulthood, you can think back to your young Uh, adult life or late childhood and think of things that you really regret and feel ashamed Mm -hmm. over and would never want to bring up today. Yeah. That's guilt. What do you Mm -hmm. do with that? Yeah. I, you know, I can identify with that. I remember as a young person, 
you know, uh, doing the typical things that young people do. Um, and, you know, you think, oh, this is going to be so fun. But what you, you never realized you signed up for is when you do something wrong, you, you often end up with feelings of guilt and regret. But, you know, I think the feeling of guilt, that is what we notice, that feeling of remorse. But the fact of guilt is the real problem. Mm -hmm. What does that fact of guilt mean? What does that mean when we talk about the fact of guilt? Well, that, that's a good question, and I think that's one of the things that makes the Bible so powerful. Mm. And when people read the Bible, it, it feels uh, powerful because it speaks right to the human condition like no other yes. book does. Mm. And it's like God just puts his finger right on the human problem. God knows what we experience, guilt, and the Bible tells us unabashedly uh, that we are objectively guilty. And the Bible says that uh, all of us have broken the Ten Commandments. Now, when you think of the Ten Commandments, that is God's law for mankind. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not bear false witness. You shall honor your mother and your father. And you can go right down the list of all Ten Commandments, and all of us have broken those commandments. Yeah. And, uh, and, and that's why uh, the Bible says here in Colossians 2.13 that you were dead in your sins. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, the Bible uh, tells us that God has basically placed over us this guilty verdict. Mm -hmm. And uh, one popular Bible teacher says, uh, if you feel guilty, it could be, may it be, because you actually are guilty. Mm -hmm. And the Bible comes along and says, yes, you actually are guilty. And uh, in fact, the Bible says that we are dead in our sins. Now, what does that mean? It means really to be dead to God, mm -hmm. because when we have broken the Ten Commandments, we're not just breaking arbitrary laws, are we? Yeah, no. What yeah. are we doing? We're offending a person. We're offending the person of God. And mm -hmm. there's a holy God who lives in heaven, and uh, he created us. And whenever we go against his perfect will and yeah. go against his nature, it's a personal offense that wounds him and hurts him in some way. And so yeah. he pronounces on us this guilty verdict. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. it's a heavy truth. All of us and all of you listening and watching this episode have a guilty verdict hanging over you. Yeah. That's yeah. something that's so strongly established mm -hmm. in the Bible. Every person is guilty, stands guilty before God, and therefore is dead, dead to God mm -hmm. and yeah. dead in their sins. I think, too, while that is a sobering truth for us, it's actually the beginning of the path to seeing freedom from guilt. Not only the feelings of guilt, but the actual fact of guilt that we're guilty before God. And I know we're going to talk about that a little later in this discussion. Yeah. But um, I, re you know, I remember as a young person feeling like, well, I can do whatever I like. Like God has no right to tell me what to do. And then just being dogged by feelings of guilt after a time, you know. Yeah. And we do need to recognize God has the right to require certain behavior of us, you know, because he made us, you know, and that, I think yeah. that is, while that's hard to sometimes to take on board, we can actually be set free from guilt, the feelings of guilt, and, and more importantly, the fact of our guilt before God, 
by starting at that point by saying, yeah, God, you have the right to tell me what to do. And I have not done it. You know, right. I have sinned. In some yeah, way. there is yeah. an intuitive sense that we all have inside of us that we are guilty. And we kind of know, mm. hey, I, I yeah. feel guilty. We kind of know. And it's it's that sense that God has put in each one of us. And uh, what the Bible says is that we should listen to that. We should listen to our guilt. We should let it inform us that what the Bible says about us is true, that it is guilt. Yeah. And the Bible wasn't wasn't just written to uh, to point the finger at us and to condemn us. Uh, yeah. the The real message of the Bible and the and the coming of Jesus was to was God's way to provide us a way to get mm -hmm. out from under the guilt. And let me just kind of throw this question out there: outside of Christianity and un any other world religion, mm -hmm. outside of uh, New Testament. Christianity and the message of Jesus Christ, how else can we possibly get out from under this tremendous load of guilt that all of us carry around with us? In my experience, and you know, not only in my own life, but in people that I've tried to help as a pastor, I think there are many things in our society that offer us relief from guilt. But they don't work, <laughs> okay? They don't work. They're, they're false ways they're to get rid of guilt. Ways. It doesn't really get rid of the yeah. guilt. And I know, like, um, you can go to a psychiatrist. And, you know, there obviously I'm saying there are times when we would need that sort of help in our life. But if you go to a psychiatrist with feelings of guilt, the psychiatrist will often help you to say, see, well, I'm not, it's not really my fault. I'm not really responsible. And I know it's, it's maybe oversimplifying it. It's an offloading. It's, it's just yeah. picking up the burden and trying to toss it to the side. Yeah. But, but then you go to bed that night and there it is exactly. again. It's weighing yeah. down on you again. You yeah. find out it's right back. It, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't ultimately work. I right. think many, work. you know, uh, psychiatric patients would testify to that. Yeah. I'm st I still feel guilty. Right. People try substances. They try drugs. I yeah. remember talking to a guy years ago um, in, in Arklow where we worked and he said, you know, for years I took drugs to try to get away from all the guilty feelings, the ways I had failed in life. And he said, what would happen would be I would experience the drugs. I would be high. And then I'd come down off the drugs and he said, it was like I had even more guilt. I would, right. And sometimes I would have done stupid things while I was yeah. under the influence. And, you know, you can apply that to alcohol and, and to prescription drugs. Yeah, but, I, you know, the, the you think these are going to dull the pain of my guilt, but it doesn't work. You think I'm going to escape from reality for a little while. Yeah. And then you find out you're right back in reality as soon as the effects wear off. Yeah. And then add to that the guilt of, yes, whatever you did while you were trying to escape yeah. reality. Yeah. And so instead of getting rid of the problem, you've only delayed it and compounded the problem. Yeah. And so, yeah, drinking and drugs and those those kinds of things are not a way mm -hmm. to ultimately and permanently remove guilt yeah. from our conscience. Mm -hmm. And I, th I think what's just so awesome about what you're sharing um, and what we're talking about here today is that there is a way for guilt to be right. taken away. There is a way to be completely free from guilt. Yeah. And it starts by recognizing that our guilt is a problem between us and God. It's mm -hmm. not just an, an, an emotional dysfunction or something, right. you know. Um, but really, I, in answer to your question, I have found there is no other way, no. you know, for guilt to be properly forgiven. Even many religions are saying, well, if you do this, and you do this, and you do this, well, then eventually you might be forgiven. 
But there's never an end point where right. it's like, okay, I have now fulfilled the requirements. I am forgiven. I am at peace. No, mm-hmm. it's just this, it's this never ending treadmill of religious activity right. in order to be right with God. Trying to make up for yeah. wrong done in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it never works. No. And uh, we're here in Colossians 2, looking at verses 13 and 14. And the message of the Bible is that Jesus Christ was provided as the way to remove our guilt. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe you've never heard this before, but this is the message of the Bible. What did Jesus do to remove our guilt? If you just pause and think about that for a minute, do you know what the answer is? I've asked many people that uh, in my ministry. Many people have never really thought about that in those terms, and they have no idea what Jesus did to remove their guilt. And everybody kind of smacks the forehead when I tell them. It's, it's obvious. It was right out there in front of their face, but they never really considered it. And that's that Jesus Christ died on the cross to remove your sin and guilt. And what happened there on the cross? On the cross, Jesus suffered a cruel, torturous death at the hand of the Romans. But it wasn't really the Romans killing Jesus, right? It was God the Father who used the Romans to put Jesus on a cross and punish him. And Jesus wasn't punished for his own sin because Jesus never committed any sin. The New Testament tells us and the gospel accounts tell us that Jesus lived a perfect life. So why in the world was Jesus punished as a common criminal and suffer a cruel death? It says here in verse 14, uh, in verse 13, it says, And you being dead in your sins... Hath he quickened or made us alive together with him? And here's how he did it. Having forgiven you all trespasses, all the wrong that you ever did, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us. The handwriting of ordinances. That is the death certificate hanging over us that we spoke about earlier. This is God's uh, guilty verdict of us. This is his legal indictment against every human being as someone who has offended him and broken his holy law, the Ten Commandments. And he says he blotted out, he took that guilty verdict, he wrinkled it up and he threw it away. He said, done. There's no more guilty verdict. Wow. And uh, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, there it was condemning us. And he, he took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. Now, think about this. Our guilty verdict that yeah. had all of our sins on them, it was nailed to the top of Jesus' cross. What do you think that means, Oriel, nailed to his cross? I think there's a finality to that, you know, mm-hmm. that our sin, our guilt, the fact that we are not right with God, that was nailed to the cross with Jesus and that it was a final end to our guilt, that Jesus didn't just pay for part of our sin. He mm-hmm. paid for all of it. He didn't just pay for our sin for a time. He paid for our sin for all of eternity. Right. And so it's final. You know? Yeah, and I think I think it's important to note too that uh, in Roman times when they did this cruel, tortuous uh, death yeah. of crucifixion, they would take people's crime, whatever it was, whether it was high crimes, mm. murder, sedition, whatever it was, and they would write that 
and nail that to the top of the cross above the victim yeah. and say, yeah. this is why they're dying. Yes. Okay, well, Jesus lived a perfect life. He never committed any sin, but the the uh, the legal indictment that was nailed to the top of his cross was not his own. It yeah. was your legal indictment, mm -hmm. and it was mine. And think back in your life. Think about when you were younger. Think about yesterday yeah. <laughs> when yeah. maybe you broke the Ten Commandments. Yeah. You didn't honor your parents. You haven't always been truthful. You did have lust in your heart for someone who is not your uh, your spouse and uh, all these things. You haven't loved God as you ought. You've mm -hmm. had maybe other gods in your life above the God of heaven and the God of the Bible. And, uh, and God has said guilty for all these things and whatever you've done, maybe there are horrible things in, in your mm -hmm. past that, you know, that you were referring to that yeah. that people just we carry around this heavy weight and no way to get rid of it god says that guilt was nailed to jesus's cross mm. and uh what happened on the cross that day 2000 years ago was that jesus suffered and died as a guilty criminal not for his own sins he died for your sins and that's what the Apostle Paul is telling us here in Colossians. It was your uh, your death certificate that was taken out of the way, taken from your account, and nailed to the cross of Christ. Yeah. And so this is what's so fascinating about the gospel. And this is what really makes the death of Jesus Christ and Christianity different from any, anything else yeah. in the world. And that's mm -hmm. this, that God does punish sin, mm -hmm. okay? But yes. he doesn't punish us. He yeah. punished his own son, yes. Jesus Christ, on the cross, yeah. okay? Let me be a little bit controversial. Let's yeah. talk about Islam. Okay, if I'm a, I, I've talked to some Muslims and, and they, they say, yeah, they think that they'll be forgiven by Allah and I ask them yeah. why would why would Allah forgive you and they just say I don't really know there yeah. is no means of forgiveness in Islam mm -hmm. the sins yeah. are just kind of brushed under the rug not so in Christianity God requires yes. sins to be punished and he does punish them and so he gets to be a just God he gets to be a righteous God he gets to deal with sin but he also gets to pardon sinful people. Yeah. He yeah. gets to pardon the criminals and only in Jesus Christ can he do that. Yeah. And so I think that leaves us with two options, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, we can suffer and yeah. pay for our sins ourselves in a terrible place that God calls hell, mm -hmm. or we can accept the sacrifice that Jesus Christ made on our behalf. Yes. Yeah. Jesus Christ this is a very important point. Jesus Christ did not come and die on the cross just to be an example to yes. us of how to be a good person yeah. and uh, how to be a martyr and die for the cause. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ came to die for us in our yeah. place. It was as if you were being punished by God for your sin on the cross. Yeah. But it wasn't you. It was Jesus Christ who took that on himself. Galatians 2 and verse 21 goes so far as to say, you know, it, if righteousness could come by the law, if we could be right with God 
by doing good things, even trying to emulate Jesus, to be like Jesus. It says, if righteousness was come by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. He died for nothing. And I think a, a lot of people misunderstand the cross. It's like, wow, what an example of self-sacrifice that Jesus died on the cross. Yeah. But it, that's... That's selling that's Christ short. That's not what short. it's about. It's that, about that's, so much more than that. It's not the meaning of the cross. The right. meaning of the cross is that there was no other way for our real fact of guilt before God yeah. to be taken out of the way. And it's it's just the most amazing thing because the Psalms puts us th puts it this way um, that um, mercy and truth have kissed each other. In yes. other words, yeah. there's this truth of God where He's holy and He's perfect, yeah. and He's just and, and sin was dealt with. And, That's yeah. truth. Yeah, but mercy was extended yes. and sinners were pardoned. Yes. That's the mercy. Mm -hmm. That's that's excellent. Yeah. yeah, mercy kissed truth. Truth yeah. kissed mercy. They and came together only in Jesus Christ. Yes. Nowhere else. Yeah, and it's it, it just it, it's the most incredible thing to me. And even as yeah. I think about the implications for me, that like. I'm guilty before God, yeah. and yet Jesus was punished for my sins right. in my place, not just as an example to me, but it was the only way that I could be forgiven. Stepped in and paid my penalty. Yes. Thank you, Jesus, for doing yeah. that for yeah. me. Yeah. I deserve to die on that cross. Mm -hmm. Jesus stepped in and died in my place, and he died in your place. Yes. Yeah. And uh, maybe that's a good, good way to kind of wrap it up here. But uh, l let me just extend this to you and encourage you as you sit there at home or wherever you are watching this, listening to this, uh, There is is there guilt in your past? Mm -hmm. And how do you deal without guilt? And let me tell you, as we've shared here from, from Colossians chapter 2, there is no way to deal with your guilt mm -hmm. and to get out from under that load of guilt except in Jesus yes. Christ. So in Jesus Christ, your sins were paid for. They're accounted for, but Jesus Christ did it for you. Have you accepted Jesus Christ today? You know, the, the way to accept his sacrifice for you is to pl place your trust and your faith in him. That's the only way. Yeah. And uh, you have to believe, first of all, that you are guilty, like the Bible says. Believe, second of all, that Jesus Christ is your Savior and that he died in your place, and that he will remove the guilt and forgive you of your sins. That's what the verse says. He has forgiven us of all trespasses. Mm -hmm. Gone. The guilt yeah. is gone. And you have to believe that in your heart. And finally, call upon him and trust him to save you from guilt and from sin. Mm -hmm. And if you've done that today, if you have any interest in doing that, please let us know. Mm -hmm. If you want us to pray with you about this, if you'd like to talk with someone further about this, also contact us, let us know. We'd love yes. to talk with you about it. And uh, we hope this has been a blessing to your heart today. Mm -hmm. We hope this can help you with your problem of guilt before God. Yes. And it's amazing too that when we deal with that fact of guilt, in time, the feelings of guilt are helped, you know, because yeah. I think the way I think about it sometimes is even the, the ways that I've sinned, the ways that I've fallen short in my life. And there's mm -hmm. been many, you know, yeah. Yeah, we could all, <laughs> you know, say, we that. Could all <laughs> say that. But yeah. when I think about those things and I think, hold on, Jesus Christ 
was actually punished, the son of God for those things that I've done. Mm-hmm. They are forgiven. It's not fair. I should have been punished for those things. But he chose to be punished for them out of love. And I can say, I don't need to feel guilty. Now, there, you know, maybe I need to do something to put those things right. I'm not saying that I shouldn't do that. But those feelings of guilt, there's a peace that comes in because mm-hmm. I recognize the just punishment for sin has been paid. And that can be yours. That, that is for yeah. all of us. Jesus said, he who comes to me, I will in no wise cast out. That Jesus will accept those that come to him for forgiveness. And that's not just an experience for Steve and I, or anyone else for that matter. It's an experience that anyone can have right. of being forgiven. And we would be so pleased um, to hear that uh, you who are watching um have chosen to make that decision to ask Jesus to save you, as Steve has outlined. Yeah, here, the the Christian there. life is a peaceful life. Yeah, you, mm-hmm. you can't live at peace, total peace with God, yes. peace with your fellow man, and with especially with God yeah. through Jesus Christ by accepting Jesus Christ to be your savior mm-hmm. from your guilt and from your sin. Yeah. Next week, uh, I hope you tune in next week and we hope to see you back. Uh, we're going to share a story with you that many have called the greatest story ever told. I think you're going to like this. Yeah. And uh, also be sure to check us out um, on Facebook, on YouTube, and for the audio only version on Spotify and Apple Podcast. And we will we will see you next time. Thank you for being with us. Thank you.